Hey guys, it is Jordan Sarmo. Me and Ross, the boss, are on today. We just got back from the Student Action Summit for Turning Point. It was incredible. We're going to fill you in. But before we do, I have an exciting announcement. We've been working on a merch line. And for right now, we're not announcing this on social media yet, but the first t-shirt is out. And I love it. You need to check it out at speaktruthwithoutfear.com. We only made 50 of them. Check it out. Make sure you leave a review. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. Oh my god. What what is up everybody? It is it is your one thing one and thing two. Seriously, <laughs> we're tired, Probably. folks. We just got back from the conference in Florida for the Student Action Summit with Turning Point USA with Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens and uh, all the speakers that you all love. We just got back from that. We were VIP. We were hanging out with a lot of the social media influencers and some of the people uh, making some big moves out there. Uh, we were there for a week. We stayed in a nice Airbnb together. It was fun. Bro mode. Um, but boy, that was a lot of walking. Our uh, If if oh. we had those step counters, they would be proud. Both of our feet hurt. We're both halfway sick. And uh, <laughs> guess how we're dealing with it? Like normal. Like we've been doing for the last 30 years. I'm not yep. wearing a mask. And I didn't ask anybody else to wear a mask. And if I'm honest with you, I'm really happy they got me sick because the next time I come in contact with whatever I'm sick with now, I'll be stronger because that's how immunity works. And I'm excited <laughs> about that particular thing that Yahweh put inside of my DNA that wasn't altered, that continues to do that for me. Oh, we got an early rant. We didn't yeah, that was get, an early one. That was an early rant. What I mean, yeah, we, we just came back from Turning Points Conference. It was incredible. Um, who was your favorite speakers? Ben Carson, because I always like Ben Carson. Every time he talks, I feel like I'm getting read a story by a strong version of Winnie the Pooh. That's also my grandfather. You know, <laughs> the problem is, is it a lot of... Um, and then I think the... I mean, he was number two. Number one, I hate to be such a fangirl, but it was Candace Owens. Candace Owens, 100%. Every sentence she said was like, that is exactly how we feel. That yep. is exactly what we're thinking. And you are delivering it in the exact way that I would say it if somebody asked me my opinion. Man, she really is a voice for the people right now, no matter how much people want to think that we should hate her. Nope. I love her. She's awesome. Yep. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, she was so bold when it came to the vaccine. So bold. I mean, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the speech was when, you know, she she brought up Hillary Clinton and the crowd starts going, lock her up. And then she goes, you know what? I promise you when I'm president, I will lock her up. And that's pr my I will keep that promise. And the place went, went nuts. wild. bro. Yeah. And then even, and then even I said, clapped a little bit. Which oh, I'm not saying I think Candace is ready to be president or anything, but I clapped at the idea of that type of a person being president because, good Lord, we need it right now yep. so bad. No, I... Speaking of which, our sweet commander in blanket, because homeboy needs 
a blankie and a bottle and to go sit in the corner and somebody <laughs> needs to give him a coloring book and stop letting him talk. Cause every time he talks, every Republican moves further to the right and every lefty moves further into depression or denial. I don't know what it is, but it's bad for everybody involved to pretend that this old geezer is in any <laughs> way capable of making legitimate, hard, nuanced decisions on did a you global get, scale. Did you get to uh, see the town hall last night at all? Any of the clips? Nope. It was bad. Well, the first thing, I don't know if you even saw the picture because there was a picture that's been trending all over on Twitter right now where it's from the back of the auditorium. There was – it was maybe one-third full, like literally one-third full. They, I mean you could have fit probably 1,500 people in there, and they had maybe 150 to 200 people. Mr. 81 million man could not pack out an, an auditorium. Um, but man, well, speaking of that, let's, I actually have one clip queued up, uh, from this. And I mean, just, I can't, I I can't imagine be like being his chief of staff or working his, his communications director or working on his team. And they're just sweating bullets. (laughs) I mean, they're just like, please don't say anything bad. Please don't. I mean, the dudes, well, you're going to hear this. This is no, like, you, you know what it is. It's the people in the bus that are giving him the literal words to say that are like, oh my God, if there's any kind of Bluetooth interference, we are screwed. <laughs> like they're probably do the thing that pilots used to do before they took off. Everybody turn your it's cell so phone true. off and snap it in half before we take off. Like that's what they're doing to all these people that are entering <laughs> these places. You cannot interfere with the Bluetooth because God forbid this guy <laughs> be allowed to talk. He'll talk about how he gave a eulogy at the, at the, what used to be the exalted Cyclops of the KKK Robert Bird's funeral and how what a good man he was. And like he's got so many landmines. You know, you've called oh, people d- super d- predators. You've told them, you know, you don't want your kids growing up in the jungle. The poor kids can be just as bright and smart as white kids. He's such a terrible everything. Yeah, horrible. Okay. Yeah. Go on with it. I'm ready. Yeah, you you didn't even mention all the six year old and eight year old girls that he likes to sniff their hair. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's hit this clip. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always I'm not being solicitous, but you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 (laughs) experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs talk. approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. D- did you understand anything? It was like he, he was... made one sentence at first and then had two paragraphs of, <laughs> of uh, 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 and then the back half may or may not correlate to the front half. Let's listen to that again and do me a favor. Cut off the middle of it and just give me the front and the back and maybe we'll get a coherent sentence out of this geezer. Oh, we'll see if I can do that. Guys, the fact that he's having to do this is a problem. Okay. Wait, pause. Okay, now fast forward. You're straight up about what you're doing. He's trying to contrast it. 
to something. It's not going to fast forward. It's been really slow, unfortunately. Well, guys, the fact that we're even having to do this to determine what the hell he's talking about is clearly a problem. It's bad. I love that nobody even cares. They're just like, well, that's just the way it is. Yeah, you're right. Literally, in, like a person who can't make legitimate sentences is supposed to be the leader of the free world. And everybody's just like, well, it's better than mean tweets. All right. Okay. 81 million man. The guy that supposedly beat Obama's record from 2008. Give me a break. Um, But one thing that he did say that stood out to me was the the line of the night for me. And I was in shock when he said this because it's a complete 100% lie. Was this right here when he's talking about the vaccine? The the various shots that people are getting now cover that they're they you're okay you're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations yeah lie you're not going to get COVID if you get vaccinated that is a full on lie it's a lie I, mean, I posted um. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And look, we don't have to explain why it's a lie. Everybody knows it's a lie. There was like, it's like a 40, 60 split in some hospitals right now. People that are coming in, it's not 99.99 versus one. And even if it was 99, you can't say what he just said on any social media platform and not be canceled or fact checked or demonetized because of it. You come after us, but so all that's really happening. We all know this. There's no real fact checking that is going on. It is narrative enforcing. That is what this is. Nancy, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's a just got COVID, just tested positive, and she's been vaccinated. We all know the nine New York Yankee players, even two this week got uh, tested positive. They were all that, all but uh, one were vaccinated. And so it's, it, obviously they are just completely lying. Why? That's the question. Why do they have to lie? Like, why, why do they have to lie and continue to instill fear when obviously the data and the science and the facts are, yes, you can still get COVID, but on national television, he still lies right to everyone's face. And unfortunately, the media will never fact check on him on it. Yeah, he and he and you know what's happening is that he's he's, you know, like when Trump and Biden were debating Everybody before the debate was like, Biden is not even going to be able to. Yeah. So when (laughs) Biden and Trump, uh, when Biden and Trump were, you can just edit that out. When Biden or Trump were going to do their debate, everybody was thinking on the right. If Joe Biden even gets a couple sentences out that are coherent, that will have been a good job for him to not look bad. And then he came out and did mediocrely. And because the bar of expectation was set at a one or a two and he did a five, everybody goes, wow. Well, now the bar is set at negative seven. The man can literally not say one speech. Now he puts sentences together, but not one full speech without looking like he's starting to lose what he's talking about. Yeah. And because the bar is so low, nobody hits him on it. Well, who sets the bar? 
The media sets the bar. They tell you what to think. They tell you how to feel. I can't believe that this happened. I can. Like when they went on the rant about Donald Trump's multiple Diet Cokes forever ago, (laughs) but they completely skipped over and they were talking about his health and how how we should be worried about that. But they didn't say a word negative about Obama's smoking addiction and how we liked cigarettes, you know? And so it's like they just the the standards change. Mm -hmm however they want them to change. And there's a split right now in the country. The media and the left hate this country and the flag and the people and the people on the right and not the media are actual citizens of this country who still love it and think it's a good yeah. thing. No, yeah. I mean, there. It, it's crazy to think today in America, people on the left are triggered by the flag that's behind me right now. I mean, it's, it's just, it is crazy, and that's where we, we are at. And again, we know who to blame. It's the media. And also, I mean, we, we remember every single thing that Maxine Waters says. You go up and you get in their face. When, you, when they're eating food and you see them at a restaurant, you get up in their face and you cause a ruckus, like Nancy Pelosi. And you push up on them. Yes. I mean, they, they have pushed this narrative, not just of divisiveness, but of violence. And that is the exact and that is the reason why when BLM and Antifa executes on that, they get released. All of them. I mean, if, and we, we've said this over the last two podcasts. Not every single BLM rioter in New York was released of their charges um, in the Bronx and 99% of Antifa dropped charges. And that's the reason why they keep doing what they're doing over and over and over again. Um, but I will say Fauci, <laughs> very interesting with Fauci, Fauci contradicted everything that Biden said in the last 24 hours. I'm going to play a little clip real quick. A few minutes is the phenomenon that many have been speaking about lately, and that is the occurrence of infection after full vaccination. So let's just give a bit of a background on the first slide. What do we mean by that? That is the detection of SARS-CoV-2 equal to a 14 days after completion of all recommended doses of what would be an FDA EUA authorized vaccines. It's important to remember, as I'll get to in a moment, that infections after vaccination are expected. No vaccine is 100% effective. I mean, hello. Right. <laughs> if we're just speaking in absolutes, Biden certainly said the opposite of that less than two minutes ago on this very channel, folks. I, this just, you can't make this up. And what I just tried to make it make sense and find and the, the Delta comments. variant just blazes right past the vaccine, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what they, I mean, that's, that's what, what they they're say. saying. Just, Who knows, I mean, dude? Who freaking knows? You know, I at this point, at this point, hey, what are we? A year and a half into this bullshit? Yeah. Is that what about this? A year and a half in, I think I would have rather had the flu eight times, COVID <laughs> five times, and punched in the nuts six times than to have anything have happened that is happening right now. 
It is so annoying. It is so, it's like your mom is telling you to put on a seatbelt and that's the expectation that you have for the fear of driving the car. I know there's risks involved and your mom comes out and goes, now make sure you put your seatbelt on. You're like, yeah, okay. All right. Thanks mom. Got to go to work whatever. And then she goes, hang on just one second. I got to run inside and get you something. And then she comes outside and goes, before you take off, here's an 89 point checklist of shit that you have to do before you're allowed to go to work. And you're like, what? And she goes, yeah, and you're going to need to go purchase a canoe because there's a river you're going to have <laughs> to cross to, to do one of these things to complete it, okay? Um, and you have to do it alone because none of your friends can come with you because that's not safe either. And you're just like, <laughs> this is so far out of the bounds of appropriate compared to the risk that I'm willing to take and other people have been willing to take for the last history of the human race. And you're destroying everything about driving, everything about existing, everything about whatever for the fear of these couple things. And it's like the cure was not supposed to be worse than the disease. It is intentionally worse than the disease. That's what we're saying. God, my analogies are fire. The analogy, the analogy was a win. No question. I mean, we went from two weeks to slow the spread to just until we get a vaccine, to just until everyone gets vaccinated, to now you got to get a third dose, and now the vaccinated have to go back to wearing masks. Now the vaccinated aren't 100% safe from the vaccine, even though they should not die, because that's what they're saying, including Ron DeSantis. I mean, you have just lie after lie after pushing of the goalposts over and over and over again. And the question is, why do we take this seriously? They, they have continued to lie. And Fauci lied on May 11th when he was in – this report just came out a little bit ago um, – that Rand Paul is going to be uh, making a, a referral to the Justice Department, a criminal referral to, for Fauci uh, for lying to Congress on May 11th for denying the funding of the NIH. Right, uh, because he said the is, NIH it, was not funding any gain of function. And uh, Rand Paul and dozens of doctors in this particular area and scientists are ready to say, yes, you did. Even if you want to try and change the definition of what gain of function means, that's irrelevant. You funded and approved the funding of gain of function research, which means they are taking a virus and attempting to figure out how to use it for humans, meaning making it a vehicle that can work on humans, whether for good or for bad is irrelevant. Doing that, making anything applicable to humans is dangerous territory. And therefore that's why Rand Paul and many are concerned that that's even occurring at all in something that the NIH was funding. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, it is complete. And, and what, what Rand Paul is doing here, he is, he is creating a public public, awareness campaign i mean he he knows like do i think fauci's gonna get locked up no i don't i mean the the deep state's real there's i don't at least right now with the biden administration um but what Rand paul is doing is so key it's so key because he is he is basically exposing and bringing this out to the light and proving hey you lied you lied about 
everything. January 31st, he received an email from his own team, his own scientists on January 31st, 2020, before this whole thing blew up, and he got an email from his own team, and they were saying, hey, this looks like this was artificially man-made. He didn't respond back to his team. Two hours later, he emailed one of his uh, directors, Mr. Wolf, and in this email he goes, I have a... I have a project for you. We need to do this. We need to get to this ASAP. And all Mr. Wolf said in response to that was, I'm guessing you saw the new data. This was a, like that was the day on February 1st, that was the day that the deep state and Fauci went to cover up everything because they knew we that they were going to be. That's what yes. we think. You're right. That's what I believe. Yeah. Correct. Um, so yeah, it's this is suck on that fact checkers. They were about to get us. They were like, <laughs> and then I was like, we believe, and they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I'm listening. Um, no, so I mean that, and you guys can look up these emails. But to me, the most alarming thing um, from this, from everything that's coming going on right now, is the new data that just came in from Vares. If you guys don't know. Um, the VAERS, what the VAERS website is, it's a website that was created by the federal government. It's a portal for doctors and um, healthcare officials to put vaccine adverse events into this database. And this is where you can read all of them. Well, in the last 48 hours, there has been a 6,000% increase overnight. They have right now, now, on the live last night, I mean, the number that I saw on the website was 12,313 deaths from the vaccine. This is straight from a federal government website. This isn't some independent no journalist. No need, no whatever. Yeah, this is a federal agency website, and 12,313 deaths registered. Now, a lot of people on the live last night, our Instagram live, because we talked about this, uh, they were saying it's actually forty or forty to fifty thousand now, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't you looked haven't into that to that far. Data. But think about this: twelve thousand three hundred and thirteen people have died from since taking the second dose. That is three times more than Pearl Harbor and nine eleven combined. I mean, that is what is going on right now with this, um, with this, and it, and we, it's not like we have the data to say like. When, when they tell us it's safe, the, the thing that bothers me the most, because I wouldn't be so anti this vaccine if, if we weren't suppressed and not allowed to talk about it. But right now with big tech and big pharma and the media, we saw what happened with the Project Veritas reporter on Fox News where she wanted to bring up hydroxy and they, they cut her off and they would not let her share the story. The fact that we can't ask questions or – we can't have a conversation about it on social media. One of our YouTube videos, one of our lives just got flagged on YouTube uh, last week. It was the one that me and you – it was just me and you and we brought someone up uh, to do – we did like a lot of Q&A. And that got flagged and the reason why it got flagged was for talking about – we talked about hydroxy for about five minutes. The fact that we can't talk about hydroxychloroquine – I can't – I never say it right. But the fact that we cannot talk about it or we get banned or we get a strike, now we can't post for seven days on YouTube. It, I mean this is what communist regimes do and there's no there's no um, way about it. That That is what it is and so – Especially because now there is information that hydroxychloroquine does yeah. help. And besides that, 
comparatively, it is not a dangerous drug. So you're already fact-checking people. Exactly. Exactly, Fauci. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why it keeps doing that. The vaccine does not completely protect against it, so there is other things that are needed, and that would be like hydroxychloroquine. Exactly. It does no, work. <clears throat> I mean, when you some. have... We, we know, yeah, well, some, and we know the story. I mean, we've all heard the story of Olivia Sandor, Olivia Sandor. You guys, if you're listening, you might've saw me make a couple posts about her. I mean, you have a student that got accepted to BYU Hawaii and she has a, she has a certain disease where she cannot take vaccines. The one time that she did, she was paralyzed. And so her doctor said, you cannot take this. Well, BYU reject uh after accepting her told her that she the only way she can come to the school they are mandating vaccines she has now lost her scholarship and now she cannot go to BYU don't tell like they we went from 2 weeks to slow the spread to just get everyone uh, partially vaccinated to now you're not going to college or you can't work or you can't be a part of society. You're a second class citizen if you don't get this vaccine. And no, we're not liable. Would you think about this, Ross? If you went to an amusement park and you're about to ride this roller coaster that they just made and the guy, the, the owner of the roller coaster goes, hey, just to let you know, if anything happens, we're not liable for the roller coaster. Like, oh, and by you, the way, oh, and by the way, we built this one different than every other roller coaster in history. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's the it's the safest, safest, tallest roller coaster ever. But just so you know, we're not going to be liable for if something happens. It's on you. I would not go on that roller coaster. Like yeah. no way. Um, let alone, yeah. It's this is what is happening. Um, yeah. By the way, the today. person, the person who originally made this new type of roller coaster says, "Do not get on this roller coaster." <laughs> and the guy who used to sell these types of roller coasters and then quit that company is like, "Do not get on that roller coaster." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, look, I can't think of a better analogy. We're having some great analogies today. Run with them, people. <laughs> Use them as much as you want, and they're accurate, okay? Trust me, fact checkers would be all over this if we were wrong, and there's no fact checks on this, so bring it. No, it's, it's, it is so true. I mean, but again, guys. I think, I think it's good the, to just put it like this. <clears throat> if somebody gets – imagine, Jordan, you set – yourself up in a world and you were like, I have to make sure whatever happens, that green monster can never eat me. So I have to make sure it can never kill me. Whatever happens, the green monster can't kill me and I'm not going to kill it. Right. Like a good, a good relationship with the government. Right. That's basically what it is. And then one day they just bypass everything and go, okay, but we get to decide what's in your blood. (laughs) It's like how much of a disadvantage. That's so unfair. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, no. I mean, and not only that, they're like, hey, we're going to give you a free cheeseburger and beer and a blunt and everything if you come on this roller coaster. But we're not liable for it. We're going to pay you to come on this ride or come to our restaurant and eat our food. But if you get food poisoning, we're not liable for anything of it if you end up dying. 
that's not how this like why how did this ever happen how did it we ever get to the place i know it happened in like 1988 that our government let these big pharma companies that are known for corruptness i mean what happened was is the big pharma companies in 1983-84 i believe they came together and told the government that unless they could have liability they wouldn't produce the vaccine they're like we won't do this unless you give us uh no liability and that's when they created the Vaccine Injury Compensation Act. That's it was Reagan, I believe. I think it was Reagan. The, the nineteen, I think it was Ronald but Reagan. You can't ma- but you can't mandate something if you're not willing to take liability for it. Like that's no. I mean, you that, have what you're saying makes sense. I mean, and, and and you know, Candace said it great on a live like a month ago. If you really think about it, Jordan, what has happened was there's a bunch of sheep, and the people on the edges were all like looking at each other like all right now it's our time to do the thing where we have to push them onto the funnel and then they're like hey everybody um just so you know there's a lot of food and a lot of safety for you if you get onto the crane over there there's a little funnel just go ahead over there and like half of them did it or you know 20 percent of them did it and then they were like um we're kind of afraid of you and to put everybody at ease we'd like for you to go ahead and, and please and please get on the crane you know, and then like the next phase, they're like, you're actually not allowed to do some of the pleasure activities. We're not stopping your life. We're just making <laughs> it so you can't do some of the pleasurable activities unless right. you're on the crane. And then the next day was um, you're actually not able to be with the other sheep at all very much if you're not on the crane and you can't leave your house. Oh, right. yeah. And then and then it's you can't go to work. You can't provide for your family. You can't. You can't be a member of that college. You can't create wealth. What's the next step? You'll go to jail. That's about the next thing that they could do because they're already destroying your life if you don't do it. They are just interested in making sure that you get on the freaking funnel. They do not care and they didn't care from the beginning what it was going to take to make you do it. They just didn't want to have the appearance of evil. That is my opinion. No, it's that's so true. But the, the thing to remember more than anything is you are not the crazy one and you are not alone because the world is waking up to all of this. And the media is not showing what's going on, but in France they had 500,000 people hit the streets. In London there's the estimate number was almost a million people hitting the streets because a lot of these countries, Australia, New Zealand, what they're doing is they are they are starting to implement the mandating of this vaccine in order to go to restaurants, go to bars, in order to eat or just to be a part of society. We're already seeing it in Vancouver. The Vancouver airport, they have two lines now. I posted on my Instagram uh, yesterday where you can literally see it says vaccinated with an arrow and unvaccinated. We are experiencing real segregation. We are here. And the only way, the only way that, that we will be able to stop it is if we do not comply. It's the only way. And again, if the United States anymore, yeah, we can't comply. You got to speak out against it. The fact, I mean, I'm not anti-vax when it comes to this. What I am is anti-mandating a vax for something that they are not liable for. Like, And you cannot tell me that there is not people that have died from this. We have over 13, almost 13,000 people that have died from the vaccine. Not, right. and, not, and that's just the ones that are being reported. Right. That's just and, the ones you know, that, and, that – and, and VAERS themselves, Jordan, VAERS, 
will tell you and tell everybody it's on their it's in their data that they believe theirs believes that they only get less than one percent of true reports that wow. is what they believe so you can at least multiply it by 99 you know you know by that number so for it to you know if, if they say that that's got to be pretty freaking accurate because it's their report they're not going to crap on their own report but if they know that they get less than one percent of the true reports, then who knows yep. how bad this vaccine is. And you said you're not anti-vax. Uh, you are now, according to the definition of anti-vax, is if you're somebody who disagrees with vaccine mandates, you are technically uh, anti-vax. The definition changed in this year. In the last eight months, the definition has changed for anti-vax. It's wild. I mean, they continue to push the goalposts, and that is, I mean, read history, guys. I mean, read um, read Love Letter to America. Read 1984. Uh, I'm reading. I'm just about to start Mao's uh, book on Mao, and and also another book on Hitler because I want to understand and and see how they implemented these communist policies. Because again, the people that followed these regimes and that were supporters of it, they didn't realize what they were signing up for. Like that's you know. That is how this always happens. I mean, Cuba had a revolution when when Castro took one was trying to take power. The youth and the young adults of Cuba were all in. He had them bought in. Now it's the young adults and that are actually hitting the streets and they're protesting, saying, "Hey, we were lied to. We do not want this. We the moment that you mandate." Um, the moment that you take away medical freedom, you do not have freedom in a country anymore because now the like, – I mean can you imagine having to put your trust into a government that we've been protesting and saying that's corrupt for decades and now we have to trust them with their mandates for our health of putting something in our bloodstream? No. Yeah, it it's, makes no sense, not, man. And like, This is the hill to die on. This is, is the hill to die on because if you don't decide here, they'll get to decide for you because they have control of yep. your bloodstream. <laughs> yep. For it's that your, simple. Like I mean, that's so true. They will have control. They want control of your bloodstream. It's such a good like, uh, dude. These analogies today, bro. We're just absolutely killing it. They want control of your bloodstream. Think about it. That's that, that's that all. That's all you got to say. Whoever controls your bloodstream has the ultimate control over you, period. Yep. If you think it's Literally. you, you're wrong. And if you're okay with the country having the ultimate control over you, well, then you're certainly not on the left because didn't you shit all over everything the United States has done over the last 300 years, you dipshits? So therefore, <laughs> you should also not be people who are thinking this is a good idea. So can we agree? <laughs> left and right, that it's good for us to have independence when it comes to what that bastard the government is allowed to put in your bloodstream? Well, How I is think this I controversial? Do, I know. Well, and I don't think it re – I really don't think it is because the people that are the loudest about being pro-vax or pro this, you know, they are in fear of being – like it doesn't even make sense. Why, If you are vaccinated, why do you care if I'm not? You're safe. Like you're safe. I should not. I should not affect you. I'm not a threat to you. The only person that that is a threat is is me receiving it. Um, but I don't believe that. Like I do believe that this will be a very unifying um, issue, and the reason why is because the black community in America is the least vaccinated community in 
the nation. Yep. It's like 20%. So, I mean, you have, you have an entire community that votes 90% Democrat, but they are the least vaccinated by far. That yeah, in the entire they don't trust y'all now. No, they do you not. You might have got and them votes, but you're losing the support now because you're trying to act like they got to do some nonsense. Literally, and and I you had know this why experience. they're messing up, Jordan. Why? Go ahead. I keep interrupting you. No, 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 no. You're fine. Go ahead. You know why they keep messing up? Because I think they're having to accelerate their plan. I yep. think they're having to push the pedal to the floor, and they expected this to be able to take 15 years. But I think Trump messed up their timeline and made it so that the people of the world are starting to be like, no. And I don't think they expected this much pushback. And I think they know that as these election audits are occurring, people are watching to see if there is legitimacy to them. And Mike Lindell just put out a $5 million offer for somebody to say, we've looked at the data that you're going to release because he's going to release it this week, I think. Um, and we've decided that it's invalid. He offered $5 million to any hackers or cyber people that can prove that his data is invalid, that he's going to be putting out in his, uh, in, in, when he ever, whenever he puts it out here in a little while, it's going to be some kind of an think, event where he's going to release gonna be it. The sec- second week of August. Yeah. So he's, I think he's going to have an event where he puts it out too. So guys, ultimate challenge. You think the fact yep. checkers are right? Step up to the plate, sweet cheeks. What a genius <laughs> idea. What a genius idea to go, oh, you want to act like you can talk a big game? Well, let's see how good – you have to qualify for you to tell me that I'm wrong. And that's exactly what these fact checkers and the lefties needed this whole time was to somebody to point in their face and go, objective uh, way to determine whether you're bullshitting or not is you didn't go get the $5 million, did you? Right. Oh, okay, so I right. guess what you have to say doesn't matter that much. As long as his rules are legitimate as far as how you could disprove it and they aren't like – super impossible to actually accomplish, which I'm sure that's what the right, that's what the left-wing media is going to report it as. His stipulations for being able to get the five million, whatever, they might even give somebody the award themselves and be like, you cracked the Mike Lindell code, even though he won't pay you. You get what I'm saying? We know what they're going to do. They're going, liars lie. Liars lie. But remember this, whoever wants to control your bloodstream ain't your fucking friend. Come on. Come on. Sorry for the F word. It got me a little heated. (laughs) that's all good um that's i mean i think i think we can end with that uh before we do though boy that's some fire coming out there that that was that was that was freaking fire right there it's it's so true um real quick speak truth without fear.com um we have a new shirt out that we are going to be announcing but we only have 50 right now limited edition so uh we're we're letting the podcast is it the one that I have? first. Yep, it's the one that you got, the American Oh, sick. okay, you guys got to go see this shirt. It's badass. It's the gray one. It's the gray yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, so cool. If you go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com, we got that shirt out there. It's one where you can support the podcast. Um, and, yeah, it would be a blessing. And then on top of that, you can put in your email and then hit the support tab and uh, look at the different ways that you can support the the movement um real quick ross so what what was your favorite thing about sas because i mean there's so, i mean the networking so much... meeting all the people man i i got to hang out <clears throat> you know this was kind of separate from that i just happened to get along well with uh a typical liberal grant and so i got to hang out with him uh him 
Flecka's DC Drano. Yeah, and we hung great. out for like a whole day and a half, uh, you know, uh, with in total, uh, they weren't there for that whole time. Uh, Flecka's and DC were at a different spot. Uh, but I hung out with them for like probably eight hours one day. That was awesome. And then I, I stayed with typical liberal. So that was baller. Um, did you, so that did was you great, learn anything? Man. Did you learn? I learned anything a from lot. Them? I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I got a lot of notes. I got to go over that. I took, I asked very specific questions and it was intentional about the combos and stuff, but really I just wanted to make friends, man, have a good time, you know? Yeah. yeah but that was definitely my favorite thing from the whole, from the whole deal for sure. That, and then James O'Keefe's party, that party was so fun. They had oh such good gosh. dancing and you know, it, it, nobody was getting too crazy. You know, that was cool. I liked it. It was like, and I, you could just trust that, nothing bad was going to happen there yep. because you trust the character of the people, uh, generally speaking that are on the right a lot better than you trust the people of the world because you know that they have a Judeo Christian value principle set where they're like, yeah, stealing is generally not okay. Violence is generally not okay. And so it was just funny to, it was funny to feel really safe while I was there, not that I would ever feel threat, but you guys know what I mean, how you have to be on defense or not when you go out or do something. Right. No defense. I was able to be like I was among friends the whole time. Um, and then separately, I loved seeing the women that were there that were so classically beautiful compared to what is considered the modern day version of beauty now, where you might get uh, a ring in the snout pig with blue hair, who's demanding that you think she's attractive. And these girls were all Kaylee McAmy McCainy's. Yeah. Uh, I don't, they were like her yeah. caliber, the press secretary for Trump. These girls all dressed like Jackie Kennedy did. They dressed like Melania Trump dude. And all so of them true. were just, they did. Oh, it was so elegant. My wife yeah. is very elegant. I, that's my favorite thing about my wife. And, uh, and, uh, well, there's lots of things I love about my wife, but the elegance was just radiating from this conference, from these beautiful women that were there that were representing traditional womanhood and the beauty and strength that is there. And, you know, I appreciate Candace Owens and, uh, you know, she's a little bit out of the box, but as far as like the traditional strength of a woman, cause she's so outspoken, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not saying that all women shouldn't be that way. Do whatever makes you happy. But it, the, the sweet, strong, reserved composure of these women and the way that they carried themselves was just magic, man. And so everybody, um, that looks like Jordan accidentally jumped off here. But yeah, that was the best thing about the uh, about the conference for everybody who's listening. Um, to me, it really made me believe. Just like it really made me happy to see strong men and strong women, and them enjoying it. And even the girls that uh, me and Jordan got to know while we were there, uh, we had a couple of them that were closer to us than so than you know just the random amount of people that were there. Um, the way they carried themselves, asking for for, you know, needing help was just magical. You know, it was really nice. And it was, they were kind. And I, I didn't feel like there was this bitter, angry, independent root that you see all over the world. Now I didn't feel like that was there. And, uh, I'm not saying there's something wrong with independence, but independence is not how any of us are made to be. That's just a, 
what independence means is that it's, it's a it's a recipe for you to not function well in that society. So yeah, I just think that uh, it was nice to see. There's nothing wrong with independent women, but that's not really the role that any of us were made to function in. You're not supposed to be independent. In a marriage, I'm dependent on my wife for something, and she's dependent on me for something, and that's that's okay. It's okay. It's right. It's healthy. It's good. It's biblical. If you don't care about the Bible, then fine. But if you do, then this, you have to realize that there is a recipe for families that is trying to be destroyed in the earth right now. And it's not good. And it's, and it's exciting to see that there's some pushback in young women and men that are ready. And they packed that place. It was full. That entire auditorium, man, thousands of people. And uh, it was awesome for people also to come up and recognize uh, me and Jordan. That was kind of fun. Jordan liked that. Jordan had a, Jordan was networking with everybody left and right. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know, that was, that was fun. Uh, I was a little more of a loner because, I don't know, I just... That I'm, I'm I'm extroverted and I was around people that I knew, uh, but Jordan kind of knows everybody in his head. He's just he's always watching everybody. So I'm I'm a little bit less like that. Um, anyway, God bless everybody. You guys have a good day. We'll talk next time. And uh, thanks for jumping in the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast.